Welcome back to In the Car with Bark. I kind of left you on a, not so much a cliffhanger, but I, I left you pretty abruptly, I guess I would say. I've realized today, um, I'm, I recorded on my way to work, and now I've decided to record on my way home because, you know, I'm not in the mood for music. Usually I listen to music or a podcast or something like that. More so music than podcasts. We'll get into that eventually. But um, I wanted to get into the hanger, the cliffhanger, so to speak, of what I was talking about as I was pulling into work. And that is uh, religion, which I'm also going to spiral into some other things, but mostly religion, mostly religion. So I am not religious, uh, not not like organized anyways. I believe in God and that's about it. That's about where it stops. Like I'm not a believer in the Bible. I'm sure there's some facts in there. I'm sure there's some truth to it, but I just find it difficult. You look through the history of man, kind woman, mankind, humankind, and there's, there's a lot of bullshit. Like there's a lot of absolute garbage. Not everything is factual. And I feel like the Bible for, for it to be the good book, there's an awful lot of like bad rhetoric in there, hateful rhetoric. And I just don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Now, here, here's what I subscribe to. I do not subscribe to anything but love and kindness. Does that mean that I practice those perfectly every day of my life? Fuck no. Fuck no. I do not. Actually, I'm a work in progress all the time. I actually had a, uh, had a, have a YouTube and podcast, YouTube channel slash podcast called The Obscure Hotline little bit about me real quick i am a audio enthusiast a youtube content creator and i say that lightly like it's half a joke you know now i'm proud of what i've done i'm pushing towards six thousand subscribers and to me that's an accomplishment like small town ohio dude 41 years old lame as fuck (laughs) you know for me for me to have that many people uh, getting a notification or or at least having me choosingly pop up on their YouTube feed, that's pretty cool. And the growth has been very solid. And what I do is I, I talk about microphones and audio gear because I started podcasting about fantasy football back in 2018. Me and a couple friends were like, you know, let's let's talk about football. We talk about football all the time and we play fantasy football. I don't anymore. But we play fantasy football and that's all we talk about. Why not get our thoughts out there, not just to ourselves? And we had an absolutely great time doing that. It lasted about three years. And it's one of the best things I've ever done. I'm not a huge football guy anymore, but because time is, you know, undefeated and time's like, fuck your football. You got shit to do, man. Fuck football. But it led into audio stuff and. And I met a guy named Bronson on Audio Hotline, another channel on YouTube. Uh, bigger than me, better than me, greater than me. Great guy. But uh, we we did a podcast, the Obscure Hotline podcast. And that is a little bit like this, but it's more of a conversation, a two-way conversation. And it's more uh, topic-driven. This is not topic-driven. This is like 
I'm getting in the car and you're going to hear whatever it is I've got on my mind. Sad thing is I've got the same shit on my mind all the time. So I got to figure out how to switch that up or when to, you know, uh, when to switch it up intentionally. I don't know. I don't want to talk about the same shit day in, day out. But on the Obscure Hotline podcast, me and Bronson had singled out a person that we thought was a narcissist asshole on YouTube. And my God, we could not have been more wrong. And it taught me a lesson. Thank God I've got a connection with the person we were talking about who is gracious and forgiving and and wonderful. But I really, it was like one of those moments. I hadn't done anything that I was ashamed of in a very long time. And this was just like in the past six months. And I am completely ashamed of the way we talked about this guy. And it just proved to me that I am a work in progress. My my love and kindness rhetoric is just, it's what I strive to exude and be an example of. So I really try, really, really try. I'm not perfect, but to just show love and kindness to anyone that I can within reason. You know, we don't have time every day to just walk around fucking hugging people and shit. We can't do that. But I try really hard, especially when I notice someone who could just use a conversation or some kind words or something, you know, like you gotta, you gotta have your eyes open and and recognize social situations where you might be helpful. You know, anything I can do to help someone I want to do. Like there was this one time at our truck stop, our local truck stop, which is a restaurant and all that good stuff. There was a kid sitting outside and he was, he looked homeless as fuck. And I just, he looked sad. So I asked him if he needed to, if he needed to ride anywhere, it was cold. And you know, it really worked out. Like he needed a ride. Um, I will admit I was safe. I'm very liberal, but I do also, uh, own a gun and I took that gun with me. Because you just never know. And I live in a, a kind of a poverty-stricken area. You know, agree with it if you agree with it. Don't if you don't. I get it. Um, but I, I had the gun under my seat. Not loaded. Had the clip in my pocket. That would have done me a lot of good, right? But you just never know. You know, you just never know. But I still wanted to take the chance. Do an act of kindness. And I ended up, you know, running this kid around. He was very young. We're talking like 1920. Parents had kicked him out. Uh, he was living in the woods, but I, you know, I think last time I knew of that he lived with someone, he, he was doing okay. And I feel good that I was able to, you know, chauffeur him around for like a week or so. Like I gave him my number. He'd call me and be like, Hey man, I hate to do. He was always very kind and humble. Like I hate to ask you, but you know, well, I gave you my number for a reason and it's totally cool. But the fact that he was humble enough to say that, like that means a lot. I don't need that. I don't expect that, but it means a lot, but just stuff like that, things like that. And I, I don't feel like organized religion. Now I, I hate to put it all in a box. Cause I know you can't put everything in a box. There are, there are, uh, there's a lot of gray area in life and there are a lot of churches. I'm sure that do like to help people, but in my experience, most churches do not like to help people, at least outwardly. 
Um, they like to pretend they help people when you come in their building. But let me, let me run you through a quick scenario. So I grew up in an apostolic church, which is probably the reason why I fucking don't go anymore. And the preacher, who of course everyone loved because he's a preacher, you know, he can't do anything wrong. He's a preacher. He's a man of God. Yeah. That man of God who was in his late thirties, maybe early forties, fucked a 16 year old girl in the congregation. Um, later knocked her up. They have a child together. That's sick. Like that's, that's fucked up, man. Fucked up. And everyone loved him. He seemed squeaky clean. And that's not the only example I got. Another church I went to, you know, preacher up there. You know, you always know it's fake as shit when the preacher's going, and yes, we're going to go to Babylon. That's fake. Come on, man. Give me a fucking break. Nobody in their right mind talks like that. That is a acting job aimed at getting some money in the collection plate aimed at getting your excitement up. You know, you watch a guy in football catch a 90-yard touchdown pass, you get a little euphoric sense of something, or a home run, or, you know, your kid does something amazing. You get that little euphoric adrenaline boost. Of course you're going to get that same boost when someone's like, and I'm going to Dairy Queen after church this morning, and I'm going to have some toast and gravy. I'm going to hurt my throat doing that shit might need a drink of water i'm gonna take a drink of water i'll be right back in like a second that hurts how do preachers do that like seriously how do they do that shit but that's fake man that is so fucking fake and i that guy was so nice and he always i only listen i'm not gonna lie i only went on easter i only went on easter easter sunday me and my wife we go because someone we care dearly about wants us you know asks us to go every easter We'll do it. We'll do it for you. We'll do it for you. But every Easter, this guy just like, oh, how's the work going, Jeremy? And how's the this and that? <laughs> he never did the uh, when he was talking to me. That would have made me feel a little better. Like, how's it going at the credit union? <laughs> I'd have been like, it's going real good. <laughs> but, shit. He never did that. And I'll tell you what. Yes, I work at a credit union. Uh, I used to do loans. I don't anymore. I've moved up the ladder a, a little bit. But he came in to get a loan from me. And he was a fucking asshole. He was a fucking jerk. Like, the whole time, his demeanor was completely different. Now, granted, maybe it's because I hadn't been there since last Easter. I don't know. And this was probably about February. So it had been almost a full year since I had came to his fine establishment and not put anything in the collection plate. But he was an absolute dickhead. And I'm sorry. He, I mean, he, he didn't have to be. I was trying to help him. I was trying to give him a loan for a vehicle and I had what they call lending authority so I could have made the decision on my own I didn't need anybody else to do anything for me I could have just gave him 20 grand and he was a dick and I just I run into holy people that's why I like call them holier than now I run into these people a lot and in the right place where they're supposed to be kind they put on a good show outside of that most of them are hateful. I mean, I'm in my experience, most of them are hateful. I've met more hateful Christians than I've met hateful anybody else. I, and I and I don't I don't I don't buy into it. I just think it's a crock of shit. 
I really think that everybody, not everybody, God damn it, sorry. Oh, church, here I go. Boy, I'm really blasphemous today. I really think that everybody just wants the public perception that they're a good person. Because where I'm from, which is a little shit town, you know, that uh, it's one of those towns where everybody wants to be somebody in that town because population eight eight to ten thousand you can be somebody in that town if you just try a little bit but what's that really equate to oh i'm somebody in a ohio town fucking whoop-de-doo but everybody goes to this there's this one church where all the wealthier folks in my town go to and the names like you know the evanses and the smiths those people that have built businesses and and stockpiled money and fucked young girls and all that stuff they uh they all go to the same church and it's for the public perception and i'll be damned if i go sit in that not not to mention not being a believer in every word of the bible it, it, what what reason is there for me to go to church that would be like me going to a QAnon meeting right now like sit down i believe zero percent of what you're saying but man i'm i can't wait to hear the sermon i can't wait to hear about jfk come jr coming back and you know how Tom Hanks is eating children on after eating a slice of pizza. I'm not going to go to a QAnon event. I'm not going to go to anything I don't believe in. So I'm not going to church. Believing in God and believing in organized religion is two different things. I feel like if I can be kind and try to live my life the right way and just have love for everyone, that transition's coming in a second. But to have love for everyone, I feel like my chances of getting to a, a promised land, if there is one, are a little better than just going to a building, donating money, and then going out and, and, and banging 17-year-old girls. I, I, I feel like my chances are better outside of that building and, and trying to do acts of kindness. And not to mention, you've got the church folk, because of that book, that Bible that they read they don't like the gays and uh i'm sorry i like everyone i i don't i don't understand it i really don't like you've got all these people even in government now different topic for a different day who are just really hateful to gay folks drag queens anybody that's different anybody that's scary Anybody that's not a good little Christian soldier going to their building and pretending to be good. They don't like those people. And I think that most people outside of churches are the... man. Most people that have nothing to do with religion at all are the sweetest, kindest people I've ever met in my life. And I just can't wrap my head around being shitty to somebody just because they don't like to fuck the same kind of human that I do how is what? Who? what's that matter why do you care why do you judge like what what is what is the big deal and these hate it's these hateful fuckers that are watching all the lesbian porn but my god they hate the gays fucking hate them come on man we're all humans we should all love each other and not be scared of what we don't know because that's all that's all it boils down to is fear especially where i'm from and and little small town ohio which is getting better it is getting better hope is on the horizon i think 
worldwide for becoming more accepting of people. Now, you wouldn't know that by looking at the news, but the news doesn't necessarily like to report on happy-go-lucky, rainbow-unicorn-good-feeling shit. I mean, violence and, and hate sells. It really sells. So you're not going to see that. But this younger generation, these 15, 20, 25-year-olds, they, they're a lot more accepting because they are exposed they're exposed to love. They're exposed to kindness. Like I, one of my used to be friends who claims he's racist. I don't think he is. I think he's full shit. Every single black person that we would hang out with growing up, he would like them. You know, they were cool because he was exposed, but the rest of them. Oh no. Oh no. You, the exposure gets you that chance to develop a heart and feelings towards somebody that's not you, that's not straight, white, religious person. And that that's seriously what it is. My mother-in-law grew up in a different time, a time when no one was exposed to that. And she went from not understanding at all and then you go to a few conversations with people from a different walk of life and her whole her whole world changed because she cared for someone that was different and it was like it opened her eyes so I guess part of this is like don't jump straight to hate and violence towards people who hate like they haven't been exposed it's not it's not a, a really an excuse because I was I grew up in the same place as everyone else, and I never hated anybody. You know, it was just common sense to me, but not everybody has the same level of common sense. But it's it's just kind of mind-blowing how we just don't accept everyone. Like, instead, you know, and I, and I, I watch people I know around a fella that I know that happens to be gay... And I've watched a couple people I know like walk just a little farther around them in the hallway or in the cubicle aisle or just, you know, be a little more distant when they pass them. And it's like, I, I see you. I see what you're doing. You know, nobody's no nobody's buying that you don't have a problem with anybody. It's your body language. It's obvious. And those people I'm talking about, big time religious people, big time churchgoers walking beside someone gay and and like half scared like oh my god is he gonna lick my ass no he's not unless maybe you ask him then he might like you know you never know take a chance ask somebody hey you want to you know do this do that that's tinder that's how tinder works but i mean they're scared oh what the fuck why it's so confusing it's the most confusing thing in the world to me common sense just dictates like living beings what do we care what they like and what they're into if it's not hurting other people doesn't make sense to me folks and religion to me religion to me is the root of all evil that and money religion is massive source of everything wrong with everything it's business 
It's deception. It's garbage. Sorry, it is. Now, if you want to go on the term religious as meaning that you have faith, believe in God, love and kindness, yeah, okay. But, like, when you've got all these different denominations with different rules and it all eats the same thing, and then you got, you know, American folks, Christian Christianity is the only way, like, Buddha and this and that, like, no, no, I mean, what? <laughs> Come on. The American people are so entitled. They think that we're the chosen ones. They think Jesus is white, for God's sakes. No. No. Why? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like, this country is just built on bullshit. It's built on total garbage. And yeah, that, that, does that make me sound like uh, I'm not going to be standing up at the 4th of July with my hand over my heart? You're fucking right I'm not. Like, I appreciate veterans. I appreciate people that, that you know, fight for freedom and stuff. I don't got a problem with that. You just can't take that and extrapolate it to a complete acceptance that this is the best place on earth, 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 Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> this is not the best place on earth by default because it's a Christian nation. It's just not the way it works, man. We have our issues like every other country and we have our, you know, high points like every other country. Every, everything's, you know, peaks and valleys. We have peaks and valleys here, just like everywhere else. And instead of accepting the fact that we're half wrong, half right, like most of the, the rest of the world. Oh no, Americans, buddy. We are the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And it's all because of white Jesus. Uh, I'll quit ranting about that. I'm done anyways. I hurt my throat doing the preacher thing. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, a lot of people get a lot of enjoyment out of it for some reason when I do that. Uh -huh. I call it the uh -huh, spelled E-H-H-E. <laughs> Let me tell you, brothers and sisters. <laughs> but anyways, big loud truck. Fuck. Don't they know I'm trying to record while driving? Fucking assholes. Big loud trucks. That's another topic I'll get to at another time. I fucking hate them. Especially ones that are made to be loud on purpose. Anybody that's making their car loud on purpose that is a uh, licensed, you know, driving vehicle around town, not a race car. If you intentionally made your, your car louder, you suck. I'm sorry. You just do. It's stupid. It's really dumb. All it does is wake my kids up at night because I live on a busy stretch of road where loud trucks are going to this workplace down the road. Wakes my kids up all the time. You know, thanks. Inconsiderate prick. Your Ford fucking Super Duty with a big old fucking John Holmes tailpipe on it. Thanks. Appreciate that. All right. Well, I'm just about to the grocery store. So thanks for joining me yet again for another uh, In the Car with Bark. I'm going to go grab some milk and probably bread because that's what fucking middle-aged people do they're always buying milk and bread and i do need some chicken sticks for my child some chicken fries burger king style but kroger brand because uh that little motherfucker won't eat anything else he is difficult to say the least peanut butter and jelly or chicken fries or chicken sticks as he calls them 
He used to eat the ones from Save-A-Lot, which is a budget grocery store, that are $3 cheaper per bag. He ate them just fine for a few months, and then he told me he hated them, and he wants his chicken sticks back. So I'm pulling in to get these chicken sticks made of gold that are $8.99, a fucking inflation bag. Damn it. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys again soon. You're probably going to get a, an array of episode podcasts, episode podcasts, fuck me, podcast episodes. You're going to get a lot. Uh, I'm going to start it off with plenty of content, and then we'll whittle it down. You won't get a new notification every day, all, all three of you, that I did a podcast. So, you know, I'm going to give you a lot now, and uh, then stop later, like a conventional marriage. Not my marriage. We'll get into that, too. But, uh, yeah, we're going to start out hot and heavy. And then uh, then I'm going to have a headache for a while. <laughs> I'll see you guys on the next episode. I make myself laugh, and that's pathetic. Peace. <laughs>